Welcome to another episode of Jody Jenkins, the golf guy. We are celebrating 20 years of doing this program. Got to give a shout out to our producer, Brett Black, who continues to work his magic on the other side of the glass. And for those of you that don't know, our studio is here in Ontario, Canada, and we are actually turning a corner on this whole pandemic situation up here. Uh, north of the border, which is a good thing. Uh, Ontario has been restrictive in a lot of areas, including golf until recently. And it's nice to see restaurants uh, starting to open up again. So a lot of good things. We still got a ways to go when it comes to working out at gyms and getting your hair cut. Can't do that yet, but uh, fingers crossed. So if you're listening to us in the States, then you're going, what, you can't get your hair cut in Ontario? That's absolutely true. Uh, legally, you cannot get your hair cut. So I, uh, my wife has done it once, and uh, it wasn't terrible because she cuts our kids' hair too. But it wasn't terrible, so I just haven't. I've been letting it grow and wearing a hat out on the golf course anyway, so it doesn't make a real big difference. But I'm hopeful, fingers crossed, that we can get haircuts by mid July, maybe early July. So as funny as uh, as funny as that sounds, look. Celebrating 20 years is a big thing for us, big thing for the show. Uh, we've had an amazing journey. We look forward to hopefully 20 more um, or more. Um, and I wanted to do a giveaway. Brett's giving me the thumbs up. I can mention it now. So in anticipation of Father's Day, which is rapidly approaching next weekend, uh, we want to – is it next weekend or am I wrong? Maybe it's two weekends from now. Yeah, sorry, two weekends from now. Um June 20th, right? Something like that. So Father's Day rapidly approaching, and we want to do a giveaway with our great friends at Clear. Uh, Gary and Scott and the crew there, Ed, as well as their uh, tour ambassadors, including uh, former Masters champ Charles Schwartzel, who coincidentally just qualified for the U.S. Open uh, yesterday, I believe. Uh, we're recording this on, on Tuesday, so that was yesterday. Um, so congratulations to Charles. But anyway, so Clear uh, Golf, if you're familiar, they make an amazing ball. I've been using it for about three years now. Uh, they've had some, you know, transitions into different types of balls. They had the CS and the ES, controlled spin, enhanced spin. They had red and black at one time, and now they have the Tour Green and the Tour Black. Uh, the Tour Green, in case you're wondering, why is it Tour Green? Well, it's green after Charles Schwartz. the ball was developed with his... Input and of course the Masters green jacket. Uh, they wanted to include that in there, so that's kind of a, a tip of the cap to Charles. So we're going to give away a dozen of the Brett is telling me the ES, so the enhanced spin balls. We're going to give away a dozen of those. Maybe we'll give away a couple dozen. Okay, so all you got to do is email me J O D I E at jjthegolfguy.com. Uh, anywhere in North America, we'll ship the balls out to you. But just email me and tell me uh, where you're looking forward to uh, playing uh, on Father's Day. Uh, or if you have a, if, if your father's not around anymore, uh, maybe just share a memory about uh, you and Dad playing golf. Um, I think that'd be a lot, uh, a lot of interesting stories. I'd love to look through that. But yeah, so send me an email. I think we'll give away two or three dozen. Actually, we're good with that. So we'll give away two or three dozen clear ES golf balls. We'll ship them anywhere in North America. Email me, J-O-D-I-E, at jjthegolfguy.com, and uh, we'll go through and select a couple winners. 
and have some fun. You can try the balls, and uh, I know you'll love them. Okay, uh, so many things I wanted to, <laughs> I wanted to chat about today. I'm just gonna we we've been having guests every week uh, this season, and it's been awesome. Don't get me wrong, but I, there's a lot of thoughts that I want to kind of do some shotgun style things and, and rant a little bit. So we we had, today is no different. And I, I know I mentioned earlier Charles Schwartzel uh, qualifying for the U.S. Open. Uh, that was a lot of fun. And I got to give a shout out to one of our guests recently, uh, Ryan French from uh, Case of the Golf, of course, who uh, does a lot of the Monday qualifier coverage. And I believe he was on Golf Channel. I think he was tweeting about that. I didn't get to see it, but I believe he was on there talking about final U.S. Open qualifying, longest day of golf, 36 holes, so many locations and so many people getting through and just a lot of fun. I, I got to give a plug to one of my clients um, at Zeke Agency. So again, if you don't know, I'm also the CEO of a company called Zeke, where we represent uh, a handful of pro golfers that are starting on their journey across several tours uh, throughout the world. And one of my clients is Chris Weider, an unbelievable young player, um, really good dude, and talented as all get out. So he played in a field that he actually played where Charles Schwartzel qualified, uh, the Brookside and the Lakes courses in Ohio. Um, the field was unreal. So I'm looking through, and I said to Chris, I said, you know, all the best, and I wanted to check out the field, and there were 16 positions they were taking uh, 16 qualifiers from that field. But I tell you, you go through the top 16. If I I don't think I have it on my phone anymore, but I was looking at it like Ches Reevy, okay? Uh, Wyndham Clark, JT Poston, Martin Laird, Charles Schwartzel, uh, Eric Van Ruyen, uh, all these names. Like Padraig Harrington was in that field. And I, I know I'm, Keegan Bradley, Jason Duffner. So they're all popping up in my head now. The field was absolutely stacked. And Chris missed by one shot and I know some people would be devastated by that and I'm sure Chris was wasn't was upset but he and he was also in a playoff for the alternate positions he didn't end up getting the alternate position but uh, nonetheless he's off to to Florida to play in the PGA Tour Latino America event where he's very you know he's up there in the money list and, and is looking forward to a great season but anyway Chris took it in stride and I know that he's learned so much from this experience I know he's going to pull so much from this and I just really have to give him a plug for that because uh, I've just been so impressed by his work ethic. And, and uh, I'm, I'm excited to see uh, what the future holds. And in case, if you're wondering, some of the, our other clients, I'll just give them some love right now. Uh, we have some uh, great players. Uh, Steve LeBron, who is a legend uh, in many tours and, of course, did play on the PGA Tour and is now on the Corn Ferry Tour and, and working his way back. So we're excited to see what happens with him. Uh, we got some great Canadians, including Blair Bercy, a uh, young guy out of Newfoundland who's just starting his career. Uh, Rebecca Lee Bentham, a wonderful player who just played at the Olympic Club. We're going to talk a little bit about the U.S. Women's Open. Um, Michaela Finn, a uh, young Swedish player. So we're excited to, uh, to see her journey as well. Ryan Snoffer playing on the Form Tour and the McKenzie Tour. And uh, another excellent player, Val Tange. Uh, a Canadian uh, player on the L, uh, plays on the Symmetra Tour, uh, Women's All Pro Tour. So she's uh, she's got a lot going on there as well. Wes Patterson, who is a world long driver and and dabbling a bit in professional golf. And so yeah, I, I can't I can't say enough good things 
about uh, about the individuals that I'm fortunate enough to represent and work with, and I just wanted to, uh, yeah, they, their work ethic is just amazing. Like they work so hard, and I, I, I just, I'm excited to see what the future holds. I always tell them that uh, our best days are ahead of us. We haven't had our best days yet, so that's uh, that's something to look forward to. Okay, I, I mentioned the Olympic Club. Uh, uh, Rebecca Lee Bentham, our client, uh, uh, played there, said the course was unbelievable. She didn't make the cut, but had a great uh, great round. Had two great rounds, in my opinion, considering the conditions. In fact, I said to her on the second day, I sent her a text and said, hey, you shot better than Brooke Henderson. So, you know, no, mind you, Brooke made the cut. But technically, on the second day, the second round, Rebecca did shoot a better score than Brooke Henderson. So I thought that was uh, kind of cool. But, yeah, the experience, again, the experience, that was her third U.S. Open. Uh, Yuka Sasso, obviously from the Philippines, ending up winning in a playoff. And I tell you, she she is, um, she is good for TV. I really enjoyed her interviews. I enjoyed... Her demeanor. I enjoyed the, what's the word for it? Naive, not naive, but um, the innocence in finding out different things. Like when she found out, there was a video going around. She found out that she got LPGA status, and and you know this victory would allow her to play on the LPGA. Like she was just so shocked and surprised by that. It was just authentic. It was genuine. It was real, and uh, I really enjoyed watching her. Very. Very good player under pressure. When everyone was folding around her, she she certainly held her own. And uh, it's going to be good for uh, the Philippines, good for their, that country uh, when it comes to golf. A couple other um, storylines, obviously, from the week. Mega Gane, the, the amateur that was just bouncing, like literally bouncing down the fairways. I, I was tuned in at one point, and one of the announcers said uh, she's bouncing down the fairway, and I thought, like, what? What? why are they using that term? But then I started to watch her play, and yes, absolutely, she was bouncing down the fairways. That's how she walks, and uh, she was very exciting. Uh, top amateur, of course, in the field, and uh, future is bright for her. Lexi Thompson, um, another a learning experience from her, obviously with a lead for a long time, and then ultimately just just couldn't get it done through the down the stretch but again that's golf uh, there's examples of of that in every every tour out there and Lexi Thompson is a gamer absolutely no question she's gonna bounce back one thing I did want to bring up though when it came to coverage of the event and I tweeted out something about this on the Sunday was when they did go to the playoff at one point, it went from national network coverage on NBC, I believe, over to Golf Channel, like right in the height, right in the midst of the the playoff. And I said to myself, whoever structured that television deal should be embarrassed because it was a it was like for me in Canada, you know, it's not uh, getting the Golf Channel and being able to just switch from national television. It just not doesn't happen like that. We don't have the same access here in Canada. In fact, and I think this is interesting because a lot of people might not realize this, but on Twitter, as an example, when the Golf Channel tweets out videos, uh, clips from the U.S. Women's Open, as they were doing, it would pop up in Canada on our feed as this video can't be accessed by you in your in your country. Like, we can't see that. So it's 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 kind of frustrating and when they switched over the coverage, it was like really, it was really sad because it made me think this would never happen in the U.S. Open for the men. Never happen. 
It, it wouldn't matter what was following it. It would not go on. They would join something in progress. So I think obviously, I'm sure that's a discussion that's being had, but it definitely needs to continue about uh, women's golf moving forward because it just shouldn't have happened. That's uh, that's my opinion. I'd love to hear your thoughts on it. Again, you can email me at J-O-D-I-E at jjthegolfguy.com. One of the other big stories that I'm sure many of you have been talking about was at the memorial and John Rahm. And for those of you that might have been living under a rock for the last couple days, John Rahm was leading the event going into the fourth round. Actually, at the end of his third round, he was alerted to being positive for COVID. There's a lot of, you know, details around the whole situation he was in contact tracing protocol because he had been in contact with someone who tested positive there were negative tests there were positive tests so all this was going on and then as he was coming off the 18th green he was alerted by the the pga medical uh staff and uh some officials that he would have to withdraw and of course jim nance at one point was like uh the devastation like they, they didn't know what was going on um thankfully it wasn't like a tragedy in the family. I mean, a tragedy, but in a certain, a, a different light. Don't get me wrong, because obviously it was devastating, and it would be. And I, you know, I have I have mixed views on all this. And you know, people were coming out with, you know, why couldn't he have played as a single the next day? And you know, why uh, why did they tell him as he was coming off the 18th green? And and I, you know what, they have all these rules in place and the protocols in place, and there's no question they followed the rules, they followed the protocols, and they did what they had to do, but. It's still, I don't know. It's hard for me to articulate exactly what I feel because I, there's different questions I have in my mind that make me go, you know, was it, like, why, why not administer a test right away? Like, apparently, another test, I mean. Like, apparently, one of the rules is you, the minimum of 24 hours between tests. And I'm thinking, okay, throw another test on him right now. What if, if it came back negative, the guy's good to go? Like, I mean, it's it's a tough situation, something that the tour ultimately was uh, thankfully has is this first time something like this has happened. They certainly wouldn't want this to be happening week in and week out. And I think it takes away a little bit from the ultimate winner in a playoff, who was Patrick Cantlay, um, who did win the tournament, but under auspicious circumstances. And I, I tweeted out, like, if I was... And I know this would never happen, and I'm, I can say things like this because I'm not a tour player. But I tweeted out that you know if I'm if I if the ultimate winner of that event shouldn't accept the check. <laughs> of course, we know that's not going to happen. Uh, and full disclosure, if it was me, I would have accepted the check. But you know, you'd like to think that something something would have been done. And I, I I don't know. Again, I don't know the ultimate answer. It's a tough one to navigate. And you could tell I, I was watching some of the pressers with some of the staff and executives from the PGA and and um, they had all the answers for everything but it was very you know cut and dry that's our protocol that's what we do and you know what they stuck to it so I can't I can't fault them it just it's uh, definitely not something I'm uh, they want to encounter again I'm sure so it'll be interesting to see what uh, it, what happens with all this I'm assuming that uh, I don't know if it's confirmed yet, but I'm assuming that he will be fine, John Rahm, that is, to play in the U.S. Open at Torrey Pines. And uh, we will ultimately see what 
what comes of that. So anyway, a, a very bizarre situation nonetheless, and uh, lots to be learned and lots to be gleaned. And you know, someone actually, so actually, there was another point someone made. Someone sent me a note uh, about it. In that, so he he tests positive. John Rom has to withdraw from the tournament. Meanwhile, there's fans lining the fairways that are or are not vaccinated, could be negative or positive. We don't know, and no questions asked. And, and you know, again, no easy answers. I think they handle it the best they could. And, again, this was the first time something like this has happened, so I'll cut them a little bit of slack, but I still say I just don't know. Something isn't right with me on that situation. So hopefully, again, hopefully it doesn't happen again so we don't have to go down that road. Look, I had I wanted to bring this up. I had to bring this up because I don't know if you're like me. And the other day on my YouTube feed, these Bryson DeChambeau videos pop up. And if you've been watching the whole Bryson and Brooks situation evolve into WWE style angles, it's crazy. So did you see the video of Brooks? I'm going to get to the videos of Bryce in a second, but did you see the video of Brooks talking about players that were escorted out of, a, of the latest tournament for heckling Bryson and goes yelling Brooksy? And so Brooks alluded to the fact that, you know, I want to I, I want to give a gift to those that got or their tournament time was cut short, i.e. Uh, they got booted out. Um, and he, he gave some cases of beer. To them, or 50 cases of beer, first 50 people that messaged and said they got booted out of the tournament, uh, send me a note. So he's kind of like throwing gas on the fire. And then I see a follow-up story, I think at Golf Digest or Golf.com, about Bryson saying that the tour is going to have to handle this somehow. But here, here's what I was going to say about those original Bryson videos, because I've watched two of them, and they're very interesting. you got to watch the, like, he's put two out, a what's in the bag, and then another one about his tournament week, um a couple weeks ago and I I actually was it was very interesting um I got a new appreciation for what he's all about he's a different cat no no doubt about it Bryson but uh, a very interesting video set but here's it came out at a time when this whole Brooks thing was kind of festering after the PGA championship and I thought to myself quickly because I have a little bit of a wrestling background I thought to myself quickly is Bryson putting out these videos to make him seem more personable and appealing to those that might not like him, given this whole beef with Brooks. And I, I thought it was kind of calculated. Now, look, I could be way off. He does have, he does have other videos. I have, never see, I have never seen anything pop up in my feed until these two most recent videos. And his other videos are about getting speed, and I don't think he was as consistent with doing them. But I digress. But anyway, I just, the whole thing seemed odd given all the situations and situation that's going on with Brooks Kepka. So I don't know. I, I kind of feel like this is a worked angle in the sense that are, are these guys really hating each other? Or is this just something they're doing to get attention? Because I can't imagine. Like, honestly, if it was legit heat. Like, I got to believe if they were grouped together, I feel like there'd be a, a fist fight. I feel like it would come to blows. That's literally what the aura that they're giving off. So they're either really good at selling this, this beef or it's legit. 
And I, and I I still haven't figured out which one it is because I just don't know. And yeah, anyway, I, I if you have thoughts on that, let me know. Is it legit beef or is it worked heat? Is this a big angle that they're working? So I don't know. Um, look, that wraps up the time today. Uh, we certainly appreciate all your continued support. Uh, looking forward to some great events coming up. Uh, U.S. Open, uh, as I mentioned before, at Torrey Pines in just a couple weeks. And we've got some great guests coming up on the show. Uh, we have a former Canadian tour player who now is in California, uh, Eric Woods. I'm excited about having him on. And uh, who else, Brett? We had There was someone else we were talking to. Oh, I was talking to him about the beginning, at the beginning. Uh, Charles Schwartzel. Uh, because of our relationship with Clear through the show, uh, we're working on having Charles on the show as well. So that'll be exciting. Former major winner, uh, Masters champ. So I'm uh, I'm looking forward to that one. So that should be in a couple weeks. And we got some other interesting people coming up as well. But I don't want to I don't want to tip my hand on that one. Uh, Brett, thanks for all your production uh, work in the studio. We appreciate it. And again, don't forget Father's Day giveaway. We're giving away a couple dozen clear es enhanced spin golf balls just email me j-o-d-i-e at jjthegolfguy.com tell me where you're looking forward to playing with your dad on father's day or tell me a memory of you and dad playing golf Uh, we're going to go through those entries we're going to draw some winners and i'll ship those balls anywhere in north america so don't be afraid to send in an email and uh, enter the draw thanks again for all your support we will do this again in seven days see ya